Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio. Our brave adventurers continued to clear Phylon Lodge of its knoll infestation. Inside an ancient part of the lodge, they eliminated more gnolls and discovered a hoard of goods stolen from the good folk of the western heartlands. Further in, they discovered the lodge's stables. Certain that another ambush was waiting for them, they cautiously entered. Jake pretended to be invisible, while Cullen took a more Hollywood approach. Character-driven decisions were made. Clerics blended into walls and then scurried. Jingly janglies were found on bodies. Firebolts did not bank off the wall and hit a guy. After blessings from Agma and the creation of some new maneuvers, the battle was hard won, and a short rest was badly needed before the quest could continue. But what happened to the Red Wizard? Did he leave the building, or is he laying in wait for our heroes? What is a radar range, and how much is a year supply of rice Are Red Wizards really just like Santa Claus, just because they like chestnuts? Eh. Who is this Captain Kirk fella? And what's so great about his dive rolls? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. You guys are in what was once the stables for Phyland Lodge. You have spent the day clearing out the knolls that have made this decaying structure a base of operations for their raids. And you also discovered that a red wizard is in charge here, and that he has run off, either permanently or he's still here somewhere you don't know. But you've completely explored the first and second floors, and all that remains is a spiral staircase in the old keep that leads down to somewhere under the lodge. Now, you have two options for getting back into the keep from the stables here. You can go back upstairs, then back to the landing, and then back downstairs to the keep, or you can open these stable doors here, go outside, cross the eastern courtyard, and then head through the kitchen uh, where you guys found the chestnuts. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. That's fine. That is what I am going to do. I'm going to open this door. I'm not even going to listen. Hang on. No, let him go. Let, let him go. Okay. Let him go. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Just go walking out there in the open. Don't mind that guy. <laughs> Kick it. So it makes the maximum amount We're of noise. We're just going to do the whole art. We're going to take you... We're gonna take you home in a backpack in pieces, just like Art C-3PO. I do none of those things. I, of course, listen carefully at the door. Okay, you come up to the big stable doors and they're in pretty bad shape. 
They're barely hanging on the hinges and the wood is cracked and rotting and you can easily peer through the planks that make up the doors, right? And you look through the cracks and you can see the kitchen door across the courtyard there. You don't see any activity and you only hear the whistling of the wind outside. Well, then I'll carefully open the door okay. and step out and wait, begin hey, walking to, wait a second, the, hold on. to the little door, the, the back door to the uh, kitchenette. <laughs> and then I look down at Esmer and say, what did you want to say? I was going to have Asilius fly out and tell us if he oh. sees a hyena out there. That would have been a good idea. Had I listened. But we'll, but we'll send Cullen instead. Oh, it's okay. Fresh meat. Cullen, Cullen will scream <laughs> if there's one out there. So I watch him. Does he make it safely? So, nope. so Cullen opens up the stable doors, uh, just enough to walk through. And you guys gather at the opening and watch as Cullen struts across the courtyard towards the kitchen. I don't uh, strut. I walk. <laughs> and you know what? His ass looks pretty fine in his leather armor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking at that. You can tell by the way he uses his walk. I'm going to, you know what? You know what I'm saying? I can, I can throw <laughs> down with some stealth and see if I can do it quietly and unobtrusively. Let's do that. It's too late. You can't, you can't go and then throw your stealth down. You're already out there, I'm bro. I'm going. I said I was walking. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for his signal. We're, we're all waiting. Yep. Uh, Cullen's making his way across while the three of you are all uh, at the stable doors watching and waiting to see what happens. And he uh, rolled a 21 stealth. So he is tiptoeing across this courtyard very quietly. I'm a breeze in the grass. Out in the wide open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Stealthy. tiptoeing out in the wide open, broad daylight, sunlight beaming down on him. I'm going low, you know, uh -huh. using available cover. And he's like, you guys don't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> I am not here. I've mastered the art of being invisible. I did roll a 21. Yeah, and, he, and he's being so stealthy uh, that you guys actually lose sight of him for a second. <laughs> Whoa. So I'm going to say, this is ludicrous. Yeah. And I'm just going to walk out and I'm going to walk up to him. Oh. I too will walk out there and follow Jake. Okay. Jake and Elric follow. Esmir, what do you do? I'm going to send Asilius out to fly high up in the air and tell me if he sees anything that we should be worried about. Okay. Esmir hangs back, taking that cautious approach, and Asilius takes off into the sky to do some scouting. Now, Cullen, you stealthily made it to the kitchen door, and all seems quiet, and you look back and see Jake and Elric making their way towards you. I give him the universal sign for follow me. I think it's... I put my middle finger in the air. Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> that wasn't nice at all, boy. And then I wave it toward the door. These kids. <laughs> okay, so Jake uh, and Elric, you have an uneventful walk, and you join Colin at the kitchen door. Okay. So I want to look back at Esmir. I want to look back at Esmir and say, come on, hurry along. I have to hear back from AC before I come out. I'm just the right size for a hyena to eat. Maybe you guys aren't worried about it, but I am. Yeah, I think if we were going to get attacked by more things outside, it would have happened earlier when we were in the front. 
Yes, but you're not the snack. You're not the snack size for an, an animal. Not, I, am. I am not snack size. No. I'm like a. You're I'm fun like size. The, I'm like a fun <laughs> size. Yeah. Oh. So are you gonna uh, look through AC's eyes and see what no, he sees, or are you just gonna, gonna wait me. for a tweet? Yeah. Tweet tweet. Okay. Asilius reports back that uh, he sees no activity in the area. So. Should I count the squares, or can I make my no, way over there? you can just there? move your token over there. Okay, so you guys see Esmir starting to make her way across to you, and Cullen, you are standing in front of the door. What are you going to do? I'm going to try and uh, open the door. Does the okay. handle turn? The handle turns, yep. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to push it with my sword tip, because I don't want to get whacked with the tree branch with nails in it. Okay. So you open, open the door and you use your sword to push it open and it opens up into that little kitchenette that you saw earlier and nothing happens. I just look foolish. All right, well, I'm going to, um, and I'm gonna actually look around the opening to see if I see one of those traps, one of those mm -hmm. triggers. You do not. Okay, so then I'm going to just walk over to this door which you said was left un, uh, unbarred. Right, you you guys had unbarred it before. Okay, well, I'm gonna follow Cullen into the room. I'm gonna use my signature Cullen opening door move and push this one up with my sword just to be on the safe side. <laughs> you did it once and now it's your signature move. It's <laughs> my signature move. <laughs> I'm going to uh, use my skill of stealth to quietly enter the room so that uh, Anything lurking there has to try to see me really hard. I roll a natural 20. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. So you very stealthily make your way back into the ancient keep, uh, and you immediately feel the temperature drop as uh, the structure's thick walls keep this area well insulated. And again, it's very dim in here, as the only source of light is from the thin opening high up on the northern wall there. And the rune-covered monolith towers over you as this keeps uh, thick stone walls surround you like an old tomb. To your left is the small alcove with the stairs that lead below. I'm going to go to the stairs unless there are objections. No, I'm going to follow you to the stairs. I'm going to walk out by the stairway as well. Come on, down here so I can follow you. But first, we've got to listen. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to listen very carefully for any noise coming up from below. I'm going to okay. go to the point of getting down on my hands and knees and putting my ear to the stone to see if Whoa. I hear any kind of vibration through the earth. 22. Oh, nice. Okay. So the rest of you come into the alcove and you see Cullen on his hands and knees with his ear to the ground. And Cullen, you don't hear anything. The stone is quiet and cold. But you all look down into this stone spiral staircase and it is uh, very thin. It's only, you know, like wide enough for one person. And it spirals deep down into the earth and into darkness. Oh. Hmm. What kind of marching order do you think we should go in? Should we have Esmir cast her little, uh, her spell to light up the dice? Ooh, that's right. 
I can get out my drift globe. That's no big deal. I don't have any. I have a torch, but that's not very helpful. I have a candle. You know, I'm going to light my candle. I can use my drift globe. It it can cast light or daylight. I don't think daylight is necessary here. That's a that's a like a spell, but a cantrip is uh, of the drift globe is light, and that casts. Let me sheds a bright light in a twenty foot radius and a dim light for an additional twenty feet. Right on. Elric, do you want to be a man and go down first? I'll go down first. Okay, go, kid. I'll go right behind you. All right. Let's do it. Go. All right. It's it's not the stealthy approach, but I'm game. I'll follow you. Okay. Where does the stairway lead to? All right, Elric, you start down this spiral staircase. It's quite tight, almost claustrophobic, as you make your way down into the darkness with your drift globe floating above you. And you guys go down for a while. You feel the air get cooler and cooler the deeper you go. But eventually, Elric, you reach the end and come out into a small brick-lined room. Suddenly, glass crunches under your boots, and you see that the floor is covered with broken bottles and glass. Hmm. You look to your left, and you see shelves on which stand a few dusty bottles. And to your right, you see a banded wooden door that is slightly ajar. Okay. I carefully walk into the room, and I'm going to wait for everyone else. Okay. So the rest of you make your way down and into what looks like an old wine cellar that's been trashed. Hmm. Okay. Does any of these bottles of wine have wine left in them? Oh, yeah. So you head over to the shelves and you examine uh, these surviving bottles. You blow off the dust and take a look at the labels and you see that there are two varieties. One says, Many Cherries Wine, bottled in Waterdeep, and the other says, Czar, a sherry wine, uh, also a product of Waterdeep. Okay. And they're in good condition, mm. uh, still corked and well-sealed. Ah, oh, cool. I'll grab a couple. I'll grab some and put them in my backpack okay. or whatever. You know, I'll do it too. Okay. Elric, get away from the door. Cullen, get away from the door. I want to use my thaumaturgy to swing the door open slowly. Okay. So you cast Thaumaturgy, and the door opens, and beyond it, you see a hallway that leads into darkness. So we want to pause to see if anything gets alerted from inside. Do we hear anything? I don't know. Do you? Roll perception. I can use my horn of hearing. I'm going to stick my old man horn of hearing up to my (laughs) ear and roll my perception, and I get a plus two. Okay. Casimir is like, oh, I wish I had a camera. (laughs) Oh, a 17. That's good. So the door swings open, and you put up your magic horn of hearing to listen. (laughs) You put your horn up here. (laughs) And you only hear Esmir giggling. (laughs) Uh, I don't think anything is back there. Does that horn work? Maybe they're just being really quiet. Okay, maybe let, I'm gonna do a little peeky loo with my, uh, with my dark vision. Okay, Esmir, you look down this hallway, and like the wine cellar here, it is lined with bricks, and you see that about forty feet down, it turns to the right. Can I do a perception roll? 
for the hallway. Sure. What are you trying to perceive? I'm looking for anything above me or on the floor tiles. Okay. Twelve. Uh, other than a lot of cobwebs and dust, this uh, brick hallway looks like it was built centuries ago. Uh, it all seems normal, though. Nothing out of place. Okay, so I'm going to tell AC to fly into there. AC, go tell little hoot hoot and see what's in there. Okay. AC flies down to the end of the hall and takes a look. Do you see anything, little buddy? He tells you that the hallway continues south into another room. Okay, AC sees another room. Does it look scary? <laughs> yes, AC <laughs> tells you that it does look very scary and very trashed. Hmm. Just scary? AC sees another trashed room. Let's go. Okay, guys. All right. All right, so you head further in. Uh, the drift globe casts your long shadows down the brick hallway. Uh, the air is cold and damp, but surprisingly, uh, not as stale as you would think. And soon you turn south and 20 feet down, you see another room. Can I go up here stealthily and look ahead? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna join her. Okay. So am I. I don't want her to be alone in a position of vulnerability. Okay, so you guys head further down and look into another brick-lined room. Uh, and it's a mess. Uh, scattered all over the floor are rotten shards and rusty hoops. Uh, from like a dozen smashed barrels. Mm, okay. Do we hear anything? You hear nothing. All is eerily quiet. I'm going to move myself down here so there's light can evenly spread. Okay. Elric steps in and the drift globe lights up the room. And you can all clearly see this mess is everywhere. Uh, but whatever was stored in these barrels... Uh, is long gone. Okay. And you also see that the hallway continues south into darkness and that another hallway leads east and quickly opens into another room. Okay. I think uh, we should go to the east first. So, Jake. Yeah. Let's step forward. I want to go forward, but I don't want to lose, lose like, I don't want to get out of the light so much. Elric, bring the light this way. <laughs> okay. I will move... Bring your light hither. Just behind Jake. All right. The light from the drift globe now spills into the next room. And you see that it's about the same size as this room, but the next room is completely empty and not lined with bricks, but with marble. Mm. And just like this room, it has two hallways leading out into darkness. One to the south and one to the east. But this next room also has a short hall that leads north to a marble door. Well, I'm going to light it my torch. I want to investigate the northern hallway. By yourself? I don't think there's anything around to see us or hear us. Mm. 
I beg to differ. <laughs> the game's not called Empty Dungeons. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not called Empty Dungeons. We're in a dungeon. <laughs> We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Ain't gonna be empty. Well, I'm sure there'll be something eventually, <laughs> but this part looks abandoned. Could be a res- red wizard waiting to kill us. There could be traps. I'm gonna vote red wizard waiting to kill us. All right, I'm gonna go to the door and I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna walk into the middle of this perception. I'm, I'm gonna move myself to there. Okay. I'm gonna leave Asilius here. And if he sees someone coming down this hallway, I want him to give a hoot. Okay. <laughs> don't pollute. But don't pollute. You better give a hoot, man. Never be a dirty bird. I don't give a hoot. Woo! So does that light up the room anymore? Oh, there you go. Yep. Elric's drift globe lights up this next room as you enter. And this room's walls and floor and ceiling are uh, all tiled in marble. And you can now uh, clearly see that it is indeed empty. And you can also see the hallway continue out of this room to the east and a new hallway that heads south. And you can now clearly see this little 10 by 10 foot hall to the north that leads to a large marble door. And Cullen is now standing in front of this door, examining it, and you can all see carved out of marble in the door is a wolf's head with a spear through its ears. Oh, that's terrible. Interesting. Take note of that. And you guys have seen this before. Right, where was this? You saw it carved above the well outside. Oh. And did we ever find out what it meant? Yes, it's the Phyland family crest. Yeah. Oh. It's the Phyland Lodge. So this must be some sort of, like, secret redoubt that they would use in times of war. Or maybe it was somebody's private chamber. Well, Cullen, you suddenly notice something else under the wolf's head. You see some words are carved into the marble. Could I read it? You take your hand and you wipe away the dust and cobwebs and you see the name Bartos Phyland. Hmm. Bartos. What does it say? It's Bartos's room. Bartos Phyland. Who was Bartos? Bartos. Open the door, boy. Honorable. I'm going to try and open the door stealthily and take a peek. Eight. So much for the high rules. Well, it's pretty difficult to open a stone door stealthily. And the marble door grinds open. And the sound echoes loudly inside this empty room. You poke your torch inside and take a peek, and you see another room lined in marble. This room is also empty except for something in the northwest corner. Your torchlight flickers and reveals a life-size statue of what you guess is a large, dire wolf. It too is carved from marble. It is crouching as if poised to pounce. Its jaws are open, revealing its large fangs. But this statue is merely a pedestal, for lying horizontally on the wolf's back is a marble sarcophagus. Mm. Did you know, right, did you guys notice that he said life size? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. That's not a good word. <laughs> <laughs> life size, as if maybe if something happened, 
it could well, come back it would to be life. life You're getting out ahead of me a little bit because I was going to say to Jake, I do recall a life-size tiger coming to life very recently. Yes. Absolutely. That's foreshadowing. So we have to be careful around this one. Well, Jake and Esmir, you guys poke your heads in to see what Cullen is talking about. And Cullen and Jake, as your eyes adjust to the torchlight, and Esmir, you see with your dark vision that laying on the floor next to the statue is the coffin stone top. It's open. Is there a way to climb up onto the onto the beast to take a look inside of it? No, it's not that tall. It's about up to your chest. You can just walk right up and look uh, inside. Esmir, Esmir oh, okay. is going to interject and say, Jake, that looks like a perfect spot for you to take a nap. <laughs> Why don't you go lie down? I look back at you and then I roll my eyes. <laughs> Poke fun. Poke fun. All you do. I say to Jake, should we leave well enough alone? You're more than welcome to uh, borrow me torch. I don't really feel like it would be necessary to step inside. <laughs> I mean, I, I, well, I think maybe experience if we do points. experience, experience points. points, exactly. That's the only thing I'm you thinking. You can't of. go up a level if you don't kill the bad guys. I know all about it. I turn around and I and I whisper out to. Esmeralda, could you come up here, please, and use your special sure. gift to tell us if there's any evil afoot? I can't detect ma- Oh, I can detect magic. Yeah. I don't think we okay. need to detect magic. Can Jake detect evil? I can only detect uh, traps when um, I have a level two spell slot and they're all gone. Oh, so, Elric, you're out here looking into these dark hallways while your party's huddled in front of this door. Yeah. What do you do? I'm going to I'm gonna go up with them. I'm going to back up to here. He's going to come up behind us and just push us all in the room. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> push me in there. Stop being wusses. I'm going to look back, and then I'm going to take uh, Cullen's torch, and I'm going to inch toward this casket and look inside. Boop. Okay, so you grab the torch from Cullen and you head into this cold, dusty chamber. And as you approach the sarcophagus, your heart skips a beat when the giant wolf seems to move. But it is only an illusion caused by the flickering light from the torch dancing along the statue's marble body. (laughs) So you continue (laughs) forward and you come up to the edge of the marble coffin and you slowly peer in and you find it empty. Hmm. Spooky. But it looks like Bartos is not at home, so he's probably undead and wandering around <laughs> waiting for us. Exactly. He's a lich. Or a vampire. Or a vampire. I'm up here. Okay, I almost want to look. Can I shine the light on the walls to see if any of the walls look like they might be... Um, I don't know, more sliding like a panels. sliding panel or a trap door or something sure. like that. Sure, you guys can roll perception if you'd like to take a look around. All right, I'm going to come in. See if I, we can find something together. Elric, get in here. Come on, Elric, check this out, bro. All right. You found the last secret treasure room. You did. I have a plus one in perception. I'm going to roll it. Do it. 
Can't do it. Seven. Oh. Or else do it. Eleven. I have a plus six. Okay, so you guys check out this room. You examine the walls. You look over this wolf pedestal and empty coffin. And you see that they are both exquisitely carved. The sides of the sarcophagus uh, show scenes on it that have humans hunting wolves. And the lid has the phyland crest carved on the top of it. Uh, but you don't find any secret compartments or doors anywhere in here. But Esmir, with your perception roll, you notice footprints in the dusty floor that are not from your party. Guys, look. Footprints. Where do they go? Go ahead and roll survival. Survival. Ooh, 17. All right. So you guys are all in here. The drift globe is lighting up this entire tomb when Esmir points out these other footprints. And Cullen, you get down to take a closer look and you can uh, plainly see now that one set of footprints enter this tomb, but two sets of footprints exit the tomb. Mm. What? So someone came in and raised the dead and the dead followed. That makes sense. Yeah. I say that we head down the hallways. Let's exit this room. Okay. Give me my torch. <laughs> I walk back out to where I was, kind of in the center, or maybe one over. I have my torch. And do I, do we see the footprints going through here? Yes, you do. Well, where did they go? Which way did they go? Well, Which way did they go? it's kind of jumbled up with your own footprints out here, uh, but you can roll another survival check. Okay. I have no bonuses in this. Got a ten. Ugh. Seven. Got a plus I have a minus six, one. I got a ten. Nineteen. Ooh. Even with my minus one. <laughs> nice. Okay. So Elric, you bring your drift globe down closer to the floor, and you see that the footprints exit this tomb and head down the south hallway. Mm. Okay. So let's go east. Yeah, let's go east first. We know troubles to the south. All right, let's go east then. Everybody wants to go east. I go down here. Oop, sorry. Step on top of me. And I walk on there. I didn't step on top of you. You did. I was there first. Guys, don't fight. Guys, we're in the dungeon. Shut up. We're in the dungeon. Be civilized. I'm going to bonk him on the head with my, with my ear of, my horn of hearing. Okay, so you guys continue east, and you can see that this hallway continues uh, down a ways, but you almost immediately come to another short hall that heads north, and again, at the end of it is another marble door with the Phyland Crest, and under the wolf's head is carved another name. You brush away the cobwebs, and you read the name Urtos Phyland. So I'm going to look down on the floor. Are there footprints? Go ahead and roll another survival check. Ugh, oh, fudge. Uh, I'll take a look. What are we doing? We're looking for footprints? Yeah, roll survival. Survival, minus one. Oh. All right, 16. Oh, finally somebody rolled something good. <laughs> it's the drift globe. It's helping Elric see everything clearly. 
and he points out that there are uh, faint footprints on the dusty marble. And again, one set enters, two sets exit. Oh boy, there's somewhere there's going to be uh, quite a few undeads with some <laughs> buddies or one guy is waking them all up. I'm not even gonna open this door. I'm gonna go down the hall and see. I want to open the door. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I wanna, I wanna, you can keep going I down the halls. I'm, we're gonna go in this door. I want to open the door. Okay, you two push on the stone door, and it slowly opens. Inside, you see another marble tomb, and in the corner, you see another sarcophagus laying atop a marble pedestal that has been carved into a crouching direwolf, and again you see the lid has been removed and lays on the floor. So I look down at El at uh, Esmir and I say, do you want to look inside? <laughs> sure. Might as well take a peek. Might as well. So with her, I want to investigate the walls. I want to press on the walls. Okay. Let, let me get up so you can see. Go ahead and roll a perception check. I'm actually going to, this time, I'm going to give myself... Um, Guidance. Ooh, okay. Guidance, yeah. Okay. Ooh, right. 28. Nice. Okay. So you guys check out this second tomb. You creep up to the coffin and peer in. And you find this one also unoccupied. No Urtos. And with Elric's Drift Globe, you easily see everything. And again, you find no secret compartments or doors. Okay. Okay, onward. Esmir, Elric, come on. Okay. Right, I'll move back down to here. We need your light, boy. All right, I'll go up a, a breast of color. A little closer. I'm carrying a torch. <laughs> so you guys exit Urtos's tomb and hook up with Cullen there and continue to follow this hallway. And very soon, this hallway opens up into a large room that has two stone pillars supporting the ceiling. It's so big, your light sources barely illuminate the far end. And right to the north of you, there is another marble door bearing the Phyland family crest. And as you guys come in and look around, you soon realize what this room is. It is a crypt. For in the walls of this chamber, you see burial niches where wooden coffins would be placed. But the niches are all empty and you see a dozen or so uh, closed wooden coffins on the ground or leaned against a wall. Oh my goodness. Oh jeez. So then I'll go to this door and listen. Okay, so you go to the northern door and you listen. You don't hear anything, but you see, just like the other two doors, under the crest is a name carved in the marble and caked in dust. What's the name? I brushed the dust aside. You brush the dust aside, and you read Urtos Phyland the second. Oh, how many kids did they have? <laughs> Can I throw down on survival and see if I see those telltale one enters, many leave? Sure. Oh, 20! Oh, wow. Oh, I'm a gumma. Uh, and with that roll of a 20, you see one footprint enters and two footprints leave. Well, I might as well look inside. Okay. You push open the stone door, 
and you peer in, and your torch lights up another marble-lined tomb. And just like the other two, you see a dire wolf pedestal on which lays a marble sarcophagus. And like the others, the lid has been removed, but this one lays on the floor, smashed into pieces. Um, I'm going to look around the room to see if I can find any, like, sliding doors, secret rooms, hidden panels, things of this nature, perception, perception. I would join him. Six. And I'm <laughs> going to try the same thing. Okay. A 20. Ooh, natural natural. 20. There you go. 26. Okay. So while you two are searching the tomb, what are Esmir and Elric doing out here? Um, I'm going to investigate the cri- the co- uh, the coffins, things, hmm. caskets. Okay. Okay. So you head deeper into the crypt, and you come up to a casket, and you examine it. And uh, you see that it is still nailed shut, and that it is just a plain you know, unadorned wooden casket. Mm -hmm. And you surmise that these plain caskets uh, most likely contain the dead servants of the Phyland family, right? And that when a servant passed away, they were buried here in uh, in this crypt uh, near the tombs of the nobles that they served. Mm -hmm. Then you look around some more and you notice that there are more caskets than you originally thought. And the reason you didn't see them when you first came in is because they're in pieces. They've been smashed open and destroyed. The broken pieces are scattered all over the crypt. And then you start to see that along with these smashed pieces lay the remains of those who occupied these caskets. Skulls and bones litter the entire floor of the crypt all the way down to the far end. And now that you've moved further in, Esmir, you can now see with your with your dark vision mm-hmm. the far end of this crypt. It ends with another short hallway and a marble door bearing a wolf's head with a spear through its ears. Oh my god. Alright, screw it. I'm going across the room to that door. Come on, kid. <laughs> okay, Elric, what are you doing? I'll go up to I'll go by uh Esmeralda. Yeah, come on, let's go. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so you two start heading towards the far end of the crypt. Now, back to Cullen and Jake. So, you guys have been searching the tomb here, and you see that Urtos Phylon II is not home. And you also find no secret doors or compartments. Okay. So then, back, let's go join Esmia. Rejoin the group. Okay. So far, it seems like they've... They've all been anim- reanimated and um, removed from this tomb. They're elsewhere. Okay, so Jake and Cullen, you exit the tomb and start to make uh, your way across the crypt. And with Cullen's torchlight, you guys now also see the shattered coffins and the scattered bones. And so you- as as this is all going on, I just want you to know that I'm... Uh, Whitland? I'm getting my palms kind of ready to um, pull some <laughs> sacred flame out of the sky because I'm getting nervous with all of these uh, supposed walking dead that are somewhere around here. 
Okay, so you cautiously make your way through the crypt, <laughs> carefully avoiding the defiled remains, keeping your eyes and ears peeled for anything that may jump out, and you make your way to the short hallway at the far end there, uh, where uh, where Esmir and Elric are examining a door that seems to lead to another tomb. What do you see, Esmir? Elric, dust that stuff off and see what it says. All right. I dust off the name. What is the name? Bobby McGee. Bobby McGee. <laughs> you swipe away the dusty marble under the wolf's head, and you see no name here. Ooh. Ooh. There's no name. Ah, okay. That's mysterious. It's the tomb of the unknown Phyland. Mm. I'm intrigued. All right, I'm going to carefully open up the door. Oh. Okay, hold on. Are there footprints going into this room? Hold on, look for prints, guys. Survival? Survival. Oh. Oof. Oof. Right. There you go. 18. Elric. Good job, kid. Rolling the good stuff, even with the negative one. That that light's really handy. Elric's really good at footprints, finding footprints. That's like he, he's found his niche. <laughs> it had no training in it, but somehow... <laughs> I'm really good at this. Okay, so Elric, you're about to open the door when Esmir quickly stops you to check for footprints first. And you get down with your drift globe and you easily see one set of footprints going in. You see none coming out. Guys, this is bad. This is it. I got the heebie-jeebies, guys. I'm going to ready a firebolt. Everybody get ready. I'm going to ready an action, too. I'm gonna ready a axe throw. I'm gonna ready a fireball. I have no spell slots. I've got one spell slot left. Okay, okay, so if one set went into all the other tombs and two came out, and only one set went into this one, could we assume that the person who was trying to animate the dead failed in their task? No. Otherwise, you'd not see all of these two sets of footprints coming out of the other ones. It might have been a different person is what I'm trying to say. Okay, you guys, shut up. Let's go kill some guys. <laughs> There's a lot of speculating going on here. <laughs> okay. Open the door. The answer's right on the other side. That's okay. No one ever agrees with my speculations. <laughs> Just open the door. All right, I'll open Are up the door. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Okay, Elric. <laughs> You put your hands on the cold stone door and push. And as the door slides open, an eerie green light spills out, and you all hear ominous chanting in a language you don't comprehend. Esmir and Jake, the hair on the back of your neck, stand up as you feel the presence of powerful arcane energy flow out of this room. Then you look in and you see that it is another crypt. A lit brazier in each corner lights up the room and you see there are six stone pedestals with sarcophagi on top. They are all open. The lids lay smashed on the floor and standing out of each is a motionless skeleton. They all wear tattered and rotting dresses, except for one that looks like the skeleton of a small child. In the center of this crypt is a stone pedestal on which rests an open book. And behind the pedestal 
stands a bald man in a flowing red robe. A red wizard. The red uh, wizard. Chimney crack, miss. Shut the door! Shut the door! Wedgie! <laughs> <laughs> and I say, and I say to him, "Oh, Fay, aren't you that wizard?" <laughs> okay, and when you say oh, that, man. he looks up from the book and he leers at you. Uh oh. He's a young man, perhaps in his late twenties, maybe a little short for a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, his bald head is covered in black Thean tattoos. And his long red robes are trimmed in gold and crimson. And it has a, a rigid high collar that rises as tall as his head. And he says, So you made it past those worthless knolls, eh? They were nothing. I gave them two feet of Albonian steel in their belly. <laughs> <laughs> nice outfit, buddy. Hey, the... An 80s music video is calling it. They want your outfit back. <laughs> ah, brave, brash, foolish, typical adventurers. Well, it matters not, for now you can witness with your own eyes the fruition of my important work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen your work. You're kind of a jerk. Mm, your insolent jabs mean nothing to me, little gnome. And you know nothing of my work, but soon you will, as will all of Faerun, when they witness the power and genius of Thegargrin. Is that his name? Thegargrin? Yes, and you've heard this name before. Okay. I don't remember where. Where? Thegargrin. It doesn't ring a bell. It was quite a while ago when you uh, f- were first outside of Julkin when oh. you took down the wolf riding goblins, remember? Oh, yeah. And you uh, interrogated a goblin, and he mentioned a red wizard named Thegar Grin. Oh, okay. Okay. When you were born, did your, did your dad pass out Thegars? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> Thegar, anyone? Oh, that's a good name. Gnomes, such a quirky little species. Poke fun all you wish, you tiny, filthy creature. For soon you will come to respect the name Thegargrin, as will all the Zulkirs of Thay, and most importantly, my glorious leader, Saztam. Now him we've heard of. Yeah, I recognize that name. Yes, everyone has heard of the powerful Lich Saztam, the supreme leader of Thay. And soon all of Faerun will have the honor of serving him as well. But since you went through all the trouble of making it this far, I will allow you the glory to serve him in a most special way. For after your gruesome death, I will raise you back up so that you may join his immortal legion of bone. Uh-huh. I think you should laugh after you say that. Fiendishly. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't believe I forgot that. Thank you. <laughs> there you go, buddy. You got it. You have, lost your, you have laughed your last laugh, Figar. And at that, you hear him say, And he slams the book shut. Then, Esmir and Elric, you see, emanating from the book, smoky green and black tendrils of necrotic energy that fly out into the crypt and into the six standing skeletons. Their bones begin to animate as an eerie red light begins to glow in their eye sockets. 
and you all watch as these wispy tendrils slink out through the door and into the servant's crypt behind you. They reach out to the wooden coffins and engulf them in a sickly green aura. Then suddenly, the coffins burst open and red-eyed skeletons begin to emerge. Roll initiative. Oh, oh my God, we're gonna oh, die. Shit. We're gonna be surrounded. We're gonna die. Boop. Goodbye. I've got two healing potions. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Deep within the crypts of Fineland Lodge, our heroes finally found the elusive Red Wizard of Thay. But he was not alone. Will one spell slot and two healing potions be enough to stop Sega Grin? How many kids did those filings have? Was that tomb good enough for Bobby McGee? And what is an 80s music video? And why would they want a Red Wizard outfit? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Room Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. So the party has finally found the Red Wizard that we've been hearing so much about. And it looks like our players are they're in for a tough fight. But, you know... That's the life of an adventurer. Uh, and speaking of adventurers, I'd like to give a shout out to our uh, newest fellow adventurer and patron, Craig Stevens. Thank you for your support, Craig. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to become a supporter of this podcast, like Craig, head over to RollRadio.com and click the Patreon link and join up. Not only will you help us make the show better, but you'll also get access to lots of bonus content, character sheets, stickers, and of course, a chance to win uh, some cool custom miniatures of our adventuring party. Any support you can give is greatly appreciated. And if you don't have any coppers to spare right now, you know, show your support by giving the show a review. Let others know that they should give Roll Radio a listen for some exciting D&D. And of course, D&D is more exciting with a soundtrack. So check out Sirenscape.com to see how you can add a soundtrack to your next adventure. And the adventure we're playing is Scourge of the Sword Coast by Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. All right. Thanks again for listening. And tune in next time to see what happens when you meddle with a Red Wizard's evil plans.